Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All right, let's roll. Countdown to the Kentucky Derby is on. We've got two NBA games tonight. We've got two. NHL games tonight, full slate of Major League Baseball as well. Matt Harvey designated for assignment. Colorado is at uh, City tonight. So let's talk some DFS, uh, Tony. Let's start off uh, in the National Basketball Association. You think, uh, and you talked about this earlier, you think uh, Houston's going to roll Utah tonight. So does your confidence uh, in Houston translate into a DFS perspective? Now, that's a great question because you know what's crazy about it? We've talked about this uh, in the first two games, right, Toronto and Cleveland, and we were always jumping all over the Cleveland guys because they were cheap. But it didn't seem like we were confident, right, in our in our answers there. But here's what I got tonight. I'm a, I'm a lot confident in the Golden State Warriors' prices, and I'm a lot confident in them against the Jazz tonight. And I like them from a betting perspective, and I also like them from a fantasy perspective. Tonight, my lineup is as follows. Stephen Curry, 8700 bucks. That is way, way, way too cheap. Clay Thompson, 5900 This is a $6,800 player. You're going to get a $900 value on him tonight. He's in. Trevor Arisa, 4000 Jermon Green, 8200 the guy who I think is the best guy going forward tonight. You can nitpick between Harden and you can nitpick between uh, Anthony Davis. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis tonight, 10700 Andre Iguodala, $4,500. P.J. Tucker, who's going to fire away threes at 3800 And Etoine Moore, 4100 So I am heavy on the Golden State New Orleans game tonight, having the highest total. Yeah, we talked about uh, Steph Curry's price when he when he returned in, in game one. He was $8,500. He put up uh, 45 uh, DK points. Uh, what do you make of Donovan Mitchell? Is it, uh, is it just getting uh, – it's pretty expensive at A3. It's yeah. not like it's expensive. It's not by definition expensive at A3, but he usually tops off at about 40 or so, right? Yeah. So here's the bottom line is I could pay 400 more for Stephen Curry or do I go with Donovan Mitchell? I go Stephen Curry in that situation. Or – you can take it to the other point, point perspective. Do I save $700 and go down to Rue Holiday? I think that's a better deal. And I'll even take it one step further. Or do I save 900 and go down to Chris Paul? I think all three of those have a shot of happening, so there's no way I can pay for Donovan Mitchell. Thing is, too, the, the totals are just so – there's such a discrepancy here. Even though – we can't all, you know, this is why, Tony, you talk about the numbers being a little bit off this week in the NBA. Yeah. I think they have been. Look at the total the other night. I, I bet the over of the Utah-Houston game. The total was 205. I did, too. It came in at 238. 
Yeah, yeah. It's sailed over. So, so a lot of people tonight, well, you know, DFS players get a look and they're going to go, oh, well, look, the, the one total is 233 points and the other total is 209 points. I'm going to stack the guys in a 233 game. You know, the, 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 you know, the, the Houston, I think Houston and, uh, and Utah could be a higher scoring game once again. Utah can score. I mean, you know, during the regular season, I know they were the best defensive team, but we've seen in the playoffs, they're playing pretty quick tempo, high scoring games for the most part. Utah can score, but the problem is, I think New Orleans is so bad defensively that yeah. I think that game's going to have a higher total. And, and it's interesting to me, uh, based on mybookie.com, right now, Golden State's dropped to four and a half point favorite, which is shocking to me. I actually like the Pelicans tonight. Really? You like them get at yeah. home? Yeah. I don't love See, them. Their defense I don't love is, them, but... The defense is so bad. I, I just don't know how they stop Golden State. They're a very good home team, though. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're a good home team. Um, they give up 111 points a game on their home yeah. floor. Uh, they score 113. It's actually pretty even. If you look at Golden State on the road, Golden State average 113.2 points per game on the road. Uh, they give up 109. Uh, New Orleans at home score 113.9 uh, points per game, and they give up 111.9. Anthony Here's Davis averaging 23 points and 12 rebounds in the series, which is, you know, it's good numbers, but when you consider how expensive he is, um, you know, what does he put up? So he's put up 44. The 62 is nice. You got a nice uh, payback there. He's been pretty consistent, though, into the high high 50s and then into the 60s, Tony. So I would expect Davis back on his home court to go off tonight and have a massive game. I have no problem thinking that Davis goes off from a fantasy perspective, but I just don't think if the Houston Rockets can shoot anything respectable from the three-point line, they're going to win this game, and I think they win by double digits tonight. Rajon Rondo. $7,300. I think uh, I think Rondo is worth a look tonight, Tony. I mean, he's averaging 12 points and 12 assists in the series. I have uh, no problem with the Rajon Rondo from a fantasy perspective, right? Fantasy perspective, this is a guy that will put up assists, he'll score some points, he'll get some layups, and he'll actually get rebounds. From a, a perspective, if you're going to bet on the game and you're looking for Rajon Rondo from a player, he uh, has no defensive attributes whatsoever. And a lot of times that's where New Orleans fails on that situation. A player, I'm looking at a player here, $5,700, Tony, and Joe Ingles. Ingles has been providing a bang for your buck, dude. Uh, you know, I'm surprised they haven't adjusted his price and gone up a little bit. I I, mean, uh, 5700 the guy's routinely giving you 30 32 35 I agree with you. This is a guy during the regular season that was routinely like 38, 39, 43, and he's putting up 20 points every time. In the playoffs, he's raised it up his last three games. 32 fantasy points, 32 and a half, 35 points, 75. Uh, yeah, Joe Ingles, actually his last game, the guy was 6,200. He put up 32 and a half fantasy points, and somehow his price has dropped to 5,700. Uh, looking at the center position here, you got Draymond Green, eighty-two hundred dollars. Rudy Gobert, seven thousand. Capella, sixty-seven. Favors is five thousand. How do you think uh, you approach the uh, the center position tonight? 
Oh, the center position is tough in tonight's action. I am going to throw Anthony Davis, who's eligible power forward and center, because I want to get Jermon Green as well. So I'm going to move Anthony Davis to the center position, and I'm going to use Jermon Green at the power forward. I like where you're going with that, actually. I like where you're going with that because, as you stated, the center, the center spot is a weird one here tonight. You got the the power forward. There's two players. There's two players that either win me or lose me money tonight. I'll, I'll give them to you guys. The two players that I'm going with that I think that'll be make or break for me is I'm going PJ Tucker, uh, 3,800 bucks, who put up 28 fantasy points in his last game. P.J. Tucker is so three-point dependent. He only went one for five in his last game, two for nine from the field. But he put up 28 fantasy points. He had had 28 fantasy points and 10 rebounds. So if he hits these threes, I'm going to get a big, big day for P.J. Tucker at 3,800. And then Etwan Moore. Etwan Moore is not a good basketball player. But he plays defense and he gets layups. And he put up 23 fantasy points at 4,100. On 5 of 13 shooting. Neither one of these guys shot good the first game. But they play enough that I'm banging on them in this game to give me better fantasy points. And if those two come through, I am going to make money. And I'm not just sitting here BSing you. I'm telling you with 100% confidence, if those two guys, P.J. Chuck and each one more, come through, there's no way I don't win. I just threw something together here uh, with the players we're talking about. Uh, Steph Curry, uh, Joe yep. Ingles. Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder. Um, I like Crowder. Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, Etwan Moore. And uh, I expect that this guy will continue to get more minutes. If you look, Tony, he went up from 17 to 22 minutes, and he's producing, and I'm speaking about Alec Burks. Alex Burks is interesting because Alex Burks can play, but it's weird how he falls in and out of love with a lot of the teams that he's on. And and that's the part that's hard when we're not in the practices. We don't know what's going on. Alex Burks put up 33 fantasy points in the last game. The first game against Houston, and only 22 20. Yeah. yeah. But he played 17 minutes the first game. He only put 20 fantasy points in that. And then you go back to that, right? The last game in the uh, regular season, the second to last game, he put up zero, one point. Like You never know what the hell's going to go on. I like him back at home. I figure back home here tonight, you know, you'll get 20, 20, 23 minutes or so. And he's, like you said, he's pretty much a little bit over a fantasy point a minute type of guy, right? So, oh, yeah. If he can, yeah, you know, yeah. if, you know, for $4,200, you know, it's, you're pretty much paying for what you get. You know, like, I think he can give us the value and it can sort of, you know, he fills, fills, he's going to do what he has to do there for you. And you mentioned Etoile Moore as well, sort of in a similar situation. I think what Etoile Moore is, though, he's on the court quite a bit. I mean, so he's not great, but, the, you know, he's going to get shots, right? I mean, the stats add up with Etoile Moore. Oh, absolutely. And he's a guy that's uh, a wild card because you have Anthony Davis, you have Razan Rondo, you have Rue Holiday, you have Meritich. So he's, there's no plays designed for Etoile Moore. There's no play to come down the court and say, hey, we need to get Etoile Moore. But the guy's a grinder. He's going to rebound. He's going to make play some defense. And he's going to get layups. And that's why you try to get 20-plus points out of him. That's all I need. Man, it was frustrating last night, Tony. One of the things I did lose to I had uh, a prop to Marta Rosen over under 24 and a half points scored. Guy scores 24 points. You know, let lands lands at uh, 24. So let's take a look at uh, some of the, the props here for this evening. 
Um, what are the numbers here? They've got a lot of head-to-head matchups tonight in the playoffs. They've got some interesting sort of pool pool betting here, Tony. Like, group of four players, which player will have the, the highest scoring night, etc. Let's see. Uh, yeah, highest, uh, highest uh, point scorer of the night tonight. James Harden, plus 190. Anthony Davis, plus 230. Kevin Durant, plus 280. Steph Curry, plus 333. Leading score out of those four players. It's going to be James Harden. I think he had a bad game, and it wasn't that bad in in the second game with the Utah series. But to me, it's James Harden. He's a guy that's going to be shooting. He's going to get assists, double-digit assists, even when he's not shooting well. And to me, it's James Harden. I think you're right. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, plus uh, plus 190. Yeah. You know, Durant, the Durant and Curry is, is tough because they're so deep, and you know, they both probably get around 27, 28 or so. They get into that range. Uh, like Anthony tonight, Davis I'm going to be shocked. Everything. Like, if there was one guy that's going to beat Harden, it's going to be Davis to me because he, he's so much of the New Orleans. Yeah. And he gets those block shots and everything. But, but the thing is, me, like you were going to say, like Harden, Houston need the game the, the, as yeah. far as the series. So Harden probably will come out aggressive, taking it to the rack right out of the gate tonight. Mm. That's what you need. I think absolutely, and I think that's a crazy thing, though. And I think you could say the same thing with Anthony Davis. Like, I think it's down to those two guys. So James Harden plus 190. Uh, there's also another. You've got a couple of pools here. Highest uh, point scorer of the night, Donovan Mitchell, plus 180. Drew Holiday, plus 240. Clay Thompson, plus 275. Chris Paul, plus 333. Yeah. Those all are looking at those guys as the secondary. I think Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is the play here, plus 180. Well, he's the only guy on his team, right? On the Utah team, he's the number one option. Those other guys that you mentioned, right, are teams that we expect to score higher point totals, but are the second and third options. So Donovan Mitchell is the number one option on this team. What's interesting, though, Tony, is the Utah Jazz win – and he only scores 17 points in the win. You would figure, I mean, that's how that's how dominant they have a team effort it was. You would figure if Donovan Mitchell's only going to score 17 points in the game, they're not going to beat the Houston Rockets, you would figure. I think I mean, Mitchell Mitchell should have a big game tonight back at home. Um, that's It's a tough one. Like you said, at least he's the only one that's the primary, you know, score out of that group. All right, and there's another group of... Highest point scorer of the night. Miritic is plus 220. Eric Gordon is plus 240. Joe Ingles plus 275. Clint Capella plus 275. That's a Yeah, on that group, I would definitely be on the Miritic bandwagon. I think if the New Orleans is going to be successful tonight, you're going to get double-digit rebounds. You're going to get double-digit points from Miritic. He'd be the guy to go there out of that group. And it's interesting when you look at that one game and how do you put it all together and – and, and and go there. I, I I don't see anyone else that could jump up and deliver from every aspect of what you put together uh, an outcome. I to just me, played Meritage. I just played all three. I took James Harden at plus one ninety, Donovan Mitchell at uh, plus one eighty, and uh, Nikolai Meritich at uh, plus two twenty. Look, if one of them hits, you know, I basically break even. If two of them hits, it's a nice little profit. 
If all three hit, then it's not bad. You know, you're hitting three, three big uh, underdog, uh, underdog bets. Let's see, Donovan Mitchell. Man, they have a lot of there's a lot of head-to-head props tonight. Donovan Mitchell versus Chris Paul, etc. Kevin Durant total points tonight, twenty-seven and a half. Miritic points tonight, sixteen and a half. Tony, that's the prop for Miritic. Steph Curry's prop is twenty-five and a half tonight. I'd, I'd be leaning with the over in that one. Hmm. Although I can't, we can't that, bet the ball. No, <laughs> can't, and, bet, and can't bet every damn prop. That's the whole thing is when you look at it and you try to go to these props. But here's the thing. If you can limit yourself to two or three props a night, I think you can be successful. And one of the things is we talked about Daily Roto all the time, right? If you can go there and check out the fantasy points, I think you can make some money. I remember during the regular basketball season, right, I would make money every night on some of these props. And I think that people disregard these and it's kind of a situation where they're just betting on the games and I know last year you were talking about how you did even a a situation where you were betting on kicker props love it love it can't wait to start kicking on uh, kicking my uh, field goal props kick the bookie in the teeth with some uh, long field goal props man the bell's hurting my head Tony (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is one of the greatest albums of all time in the history of music. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is seriously windy uh, right now. In downtown Toronto, winds, Tony, 39 miles an hour. 39? Holy crap. Yeah, 39 miles an hour. No kidding. I didn't realize, like, this was this serious. Like, uh, it was actually, like, an advisory weather warning, wind warning. I guess uh, that's why there's a big part of Toronto that just lost its power. I guess the... uh, the winds like knocking stuff over literally and figuratively like it's crazy i just look i'm looking out my window and there's like this hot little blonde chick like literally tony nearly got blown away in the wind <laughs> like like some dude had to like grab her arm type of thing like she was she couldn't walk through it almost absolutely crazy what is the wind there now they don't have outdoor games in toronto so and toronto's on the road tonight so that's not yeah they're on the road exactly exactly and they they would have the dome. It's a retractable roof. It's a, it's a retractable roof. So in the summer, they open the roof uh, at the Blue Jays games. But, but yeah, they, they would have it uh, closed here this evening. All right. Uh, so 
Just to quickly recap my basketball lineup uh, was Steph Curry, Joe Ingles, Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, Etwan Moore, and Alec Burks before we move on to the baseball, Tony. Yeah, and just to recap, Stephon Curry, Clay Thompson, Trevor Reese, Dramond Green, Anthony Davis, Iguodala, P.J. Tucker, and Etwan Moore. All right, let's talk some Major League uh, Baseball. Uh, you know, I, I was talking about this earlier, but Babano raised a great point. I don't know if you heard him, um, you know, about the Indians tonight. The Indians are getting plus 175. I just don't think the Yankees should be that big of favorites against against uh, the Cleveland Indians. But, um, you know, it's not the best uh, pitching situation, uh, considering that Cleveland played a doubleheader yesterday, Tony. I thought that was pretty pretty. Pretty clever and uh, smart uh, thing for Babano to remind us of, but it's plus one seventy-five. You know, it's 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 it, to me this, the Yankees shouldn't be this heavily favored. You know what? I'm hoping you're wrong, but I kind of agree with you. I think from an offensive standpoint, I think the uh, Yankees bats are something to be looking at. And then tonight, I have Neil Walker because he's cheap. I have Aaron Judge, Stanton, and Gardner all in my laps tonight. All right, so let's uh, talk about the pitching uh, tonight. Um, Garrett Cole, $12,400. Jay Happ uh, mentioned Toronto. Toronto's in Tampa Bay this evening. Wow, I never thought the day would come when Jay Happ would be the second most expensive pitcher. Yeah, eleven thousand yeah, seven hundred dollars Porcello is 10-8. Gio Gonzalez is 10-2. Berrios. Um, what, what do you make of the, 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 uh, the pitching uh, card tonight? The funniest thing is I, I love Jay Happ, right? And I'm saying, oh, what's his price? Then I go and look, and I see DraftKings is the second highest price, and then all of a sudden I don't like Jay Happ. So that means that basis on the regardless uh, the situation involving the price, I think Happ's a good play tonight, and I think he's a good bet for you guys tonight. And I went to Jose Berrios at 9800 bucks tonight against the Chicago White Sox. They're middle of the pack offensively, and they've struggled for mostly for the pitching. And then I went Y.N. Chen against the Cincinnati Reds, who have struggled offensively at 6100 Those are the two guys that I went with. Other guys that I like tonight, I like Beulah against the San Diego Padres at 8600 bucks. Beulah's one of the top prospects in the game. We're looking at a guy that has put up 19, 17 fantasy points at 8,600. I think his price is getting a little too high. First game started at 6,200, but I do like him. All right. So what's interesting here? You and I have talked a lot this year about the um, the pitching prices being a little bit strange uh, on DraftKings. CC Sabathia. So this is this is an interesting correlation. We're just talking about the Yankees being big, big favorites. Uh, tonight, everybody thinks Tomlin is a gas can. Uh, yet Sabathia is sixty five hundred dollars, so you know you should be getting the win supposedly if you're going according to the point spread here with with Sabathia. What do you make of Sabathia being uh, being sixty five hundred? Here's the big thing: I think the sixty five hundred dollar price is enticing. I, I don't think it's a bad play. It, Cleveland's got a good offense. He doesn't strike out enough guys. I think there's way more risk than there is upside here that I would not go with Sabathia. No. To CC Sabathia, says uh, Tony. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's just not a great night for pitchers tonight, is it? What about Rick no, Porcello? Th- 10800 10, 10, bucks. I mean, we talked about it. Porcello came out of nowhere, won the 21 games or whatever it was two years ago. Uh, not getting a lot of respect or love from from anybody coming into this year, but he look man, the guy's four and zero already. Tony, he's racking up the wins on on a, on a start by start basis here. 
You know, the crazy thing is we talk about wins all the time and whether it's a lock and whether we debate whether uh, we're looking at quality starts should be a situation. And Rick Porcello is always the test case, right, of whether he is a guy because he's the last 20-game winner. Is he an elite pitcher? Is he not? And where you go from there. From the pitcher's standpoint, and I, I, I mentioned Jose Barrios is the guy that I was going with. I think you got to look at Herman Marquez as well, right? The Mets have been offensively terrible. And I think that Marquez is a guy that you could use at City Field, a great pitcher's ballpark in tonight's action if you want to save a little money at $6,200. Do you have the kahunas to take Bartolo Colon? <laughs> no, I don't. And the funniest thing about that. <laughs> Is that like I don't have the kahunas though to go the opposite, right? And take the guys against Cologne. I know it's crazy. Guy nearly threw a damn no hitter, man. When things start to go bad for Cologne, they'll start to go bad. Like it, it gets bad in a hurry. But uh, you know, solid solid start to the season uh, for him. All right. So when it was all said and done, who'd you go with? Uh, Tony as the two pitchers. What I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to look and I said, hey. You know what, Tony? The White Sox pathetic for a reason. Ninety-eight hundred bucks. I'm going to take the young yeah. pitcher in Mr. Jose Barrios. Then Wyatt Chen's a guy. Sometimes the high fastball gets him in trouble, and it's at the greatest small American small ball uh, ballpark. But they got a little injuries there. I'm going to take a shot with Wyatt Chen tonight. Those were the two pitches I went with. All right. Let's uh, move on here to the uh, catcher. Uh, catcher, what, what are you doing, uh, catcher and uh, infield here, Tony? Now, catcher. Jerry Sanchez? Go- Pick on Tom no, a little bit no. here. No, I'm going to go with uh, Salvador Perez. Back from the injury, right? Salvador Perez, when you look at him against Detroit tonight, right? And this is a situation where this is a guy that's one of the top catchers offensively in fantasy. Put up 25 fantasy points in his last game with a double and a two-run homer. I'm going back to the well with Salvador Perez. All right. Let's take a look. So looking at the pricing uh, here, Sanchez is the most expensive catcher at uh, $4,900. Um, $4,300, Real Mudo. Uh, Contreras is four thousand. Buster Posey thirty nine hundred dollars. Ramos thirty eight. Molina thirty eight hundred dollars. Cervelli uh, thirty seven. Grandal uh, thirty seven hundred dollars. Grandal is uh, starting to cool off a little bit. Uh, Tony, he's a guy that he, he, he's a street guy. He goes on. A, we talk about streaks all the time and how you how you go for it, and that's an interesting question. Do you go, I don't like it tonight against uh, the San Diego pitcher. I don't think this is a play that I would go against Lucchese. 3700 bucks. I would look elsewhere. Highest total of the board uh, tonight is the uh, the aforementioned Cleveland and Yankees game. The total is 10.5 uh, in, in that uh, game. In fact, that's the only total. Uh, it's kind of a lower lower total night tonight, Tony. Baltimore and Oakland, you got a 9.5, and, and there's a couple other 9s uh, out there. Uh, Miami and uh, Cincinnati. You mentioned Chen. Chen uh, versus Romano. Let's see who else. Uh, who do I want to hear? What about uh, Miguel Cabrera tonight, Tony? Now, Miguel Cabrera tonight in this game, I don't think it's a bad play, but if I look at the first base position, 
I'm looking at other options. Like Neil Walker, $2,900. I love against Josh Tomlin. I think you also go in the Great American Small Park, Justin Bohr, going against Sal Romano, who has problems against lefties. We've seen Logan Morrison also have an ability to uh, get a little hot lately at only 3100 bucks. So I'd be looking to spend my money elsewhere. What about the Toronto Blue Jay bats uh, tonight? Toronto in uh, Tampa Bay. You know, Salarte, uh, Josh Donaldson's uh, back. Do you think the Jays, um, Jays hit uh, hit Tampa tonight? Do I think the Jays hit Tampa tonight? So when I look at that one game and say, hey, Andrew Kittridge, and he's uh, Andrew Kittridge does sound like a little bit like a cat. And a lot of people think cats are pussies, right? Is that what you're saying right here? Is Andrew Kittridge in the Tampa Bay going to be pussies? For... Well, Campa, uh, uh, Campa, I was just going to say Cam, <laughs> Campa, uh, Cam, I like Cam earlier. He's like, who the hell is this Kittridge guy? I'm taking, I'm taking uh, the Blue Jays. <laughs> so here's the guys that I like tonight in this contest. I don't think it's a great matchup. I think he's a guy that keeps the ball on the ground. And I don't think he's there. I think Curtis Grant is in the Yavanna Salate, if you want to play those two guys, at 4300 3600 respectively there. I would not pay up for Josh Donaldson. And I don't have a problem going with Kendris Morales if you want to save at 3700 uh, Wilson Ramos has uh, hit safely in 11 straight uh, games. Uh, you know what? Kevin Pilar, we took Pilar the other night, Tony, and he gave us like 19 DK points. Kevin he's been Pilar on fire. Yeah, he's been on fire. But this gets to the point where I talk about it all the time. Baseball's a 162-game season. And when a guy's on a roll, do you go with the roll or do you go against it? I try to judge every game as independent of itself because I think we can fall in love with what people have done over the last two weeks. All right, let's take a look. Uh, who else do you have? Uh, who, do, who do you like to have? Let's just jump in. What do you got for us, Tony? So my, my first, uh, question is Berrios and Wyan Chen, and I went Salvador Perez at catcher. I'm going to go against Josh Tomlin tonight. You guys have talked about uh, your guy came on, and he's you know he's a cute-looking guy, right? Is that what people think of uh, your guy that comes on and talks about how the Yankees are going to fail tonight? Babano. Oh, Babano. Yeah, he's a real, he's a real looker, uh, Tony. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, the people that gamble, what do you think the percentage of them are men-loving men? You're asking how many, uh, what is the percentage of homosexual sports gamblers? <laughs> yes. I don't know. You think it's 10% I, or less? 10% of sports bettors? Yes. I, I bet you it's sort of like uh, whatever it is in society. I don't know. I don't know what the average is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. I have no idea, but I think it's less. But then I think it's it's more because I think that you know what, you get to a point where you don't care. Whatever is going to do it, that that'll be that'll be good enough for them. So I have no I idea. Don't, I don't, I don't really know how you, you. I don't know. I don't know how you got on this while you're giving a baseball lineup for the record. Uh, well, I was thinking of Babano, and he's a pretty guy. Yeah, well, well, Babano's not. Uh... Babano isn't gay. Not that there's anything. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. But I think in his audience might be. 
Brian Dozier, 4600 bucks. Uh, I'm going to go with Rafael Devis at 4200 tonight against Texas. Trey Turner, 4600 The Yankees outfield of Judge, Stanton, and Godner. Doesn't it make sense that I would think that Bobano would have a highly gay audience because he's a good-looking guy? Uh, you know what? You're the first person that's ever said he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> really? Yeah, not that. Uh, See, I'm comfortable with my sexuality to say, but Bano's a good-looking guy, and he's probably got a high gay population in his audience. But Bano, uh, yeah, I wouldn't strike Babano as having like the uh, the most chicks or gay dudes like uh, worshiping him. <laughs> no, I figured that's no. you, right? No, no, no. I I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little off color that I'm not into the German baloney. Dude, I've got uh, I've got like fourteen thousand Twitter followers. I think I have maybe like five women who follow me. Oh, I I have a lot of women. Like I do a comedy show, and and the women are crazy about it. So I do the show once a week, and there's uh, like twenty thousand, I think eighteen thousand of women, because they think my voice is sexy. Like that's the crazy thing about a radio, right? You can have a sexy voice, and women like you. Yeah, until they meet you. <laughs> well, that's when you have to use your tongue <laughs> until, to make up for the it, other deficiencies. And, until they until they meet you. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've always said that. Like whenever I whenever I do like a live sports event or something, like I do yeah, a live yeah, show, yeah. like a lot of the road rages. I always yeah. say it's like uh, people can think it's like a gay sports bar or something. Like no chicks. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The fantasy sports, every one of these trade association things, there's dudes with sweatpants. Like, what kind of formal convention do you go to that people wear sweatpants? <laughs> that's the problem in fantasy sports. Well, that's why they're in fantasy sports. They want to be able to wear sweatpants all the time. Nothing wrong with that, Tony. Yeah, there's a lot they, wrong they, with they, it, but you can shoot. They've just code. given up. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I'm right there. I'm about to tap out myself, to be honest. No, you, you're not. But you haven't given up in life that you're wearing sweatpants. Not yet, but I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I start, uh, yeah. There's two things that keep me, tell me that I'm relative in life. One is I don't wear sweatpants every other day, and two, I don't go to the Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> I've, ne- I've never I've never been to the Golden Corral that's a good thing yeah I don't know I tend if, if I tend to stay away from places that Jeff Foxworthy is the spokesperson of now Jeff Foxworthy I'm living in Florida he's like a god here so I can't oh, I'm uh, sure. yeah, yeah. I exactly. can't comment on that him and Larry the cable guy <laughs> Him and Larry, the cable guy. All right. Uh, so let's look at the outfield uh, here a little bit, too. Just some players that we'd uh, maybe we didn't, uh, you're not taking, we didn't talk yep. about. You're talking about uh, one player you were talking about uh, stacking the Yankees, Brett Gardner, just two for 13 against uh, Josh Tomlin. He's actually the one guy that uh, that has struggled. Um, you got Mike Leak on the hill tonight. What about uh, What about Mike Trout tonight? And uh, Jace, Jason Upton. Jason Upton actually has some real nice numbers against the uh, league. Nine for 20 in his career. You know, it's crazy thing is I do like the uh, Angels tonight from an offensive perspective. But I look at the three Yankees. Tom does not 
do well, even right on right matchups. So you got 5,100 for Stanton, you got 5,600 for Judge, and then you drop down to 3,500 for Gardner, where I think he becomes a guy that's cheap. Kashner. Always had a problem with lefties tonight. Matt Joyce is a good play at $3,100 if you want to save a little money. Nick Pavetta against Bryce Hopper. Doesn't hit lefties, but you pay $5,500. If you want to go cheap tonight, you want to take a little shot. Sal Romano against lefties. Derek Dietrich tonight. He doesn't pitch well against lefties. Derek Dietrich is a guy I could jump on. I also look Andrew Benetti for the Boston Red Sox against Botillo Colon. How much is Alex Gordon tonight? Oh, he's very, very cheap, cheap usually. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just looking. He's got some nice numbers, though, against Liriano. No one gets to own him. He's 8 for 32 in his career against Francisco Liriano. It's like Liriano, CCC Bathia tonight, Tony. It's like we're stuck in a time warp here with these, you know, baseball. It's getting old school, right? And these guys are amazing because they stand around the test of time. And it always gets to the point where we talk about, like we talked about this morning about Ichiro Suzuki being in the Hall of Fame. And I think he's a Hall of Famer. And I, uh, I came to the point, do I recognize him as the all-time hits leader as opposed to Pete Rose? My answer is no. We can talk about it when it comes back. All right, guys, don't forget about the uh, DailyRoto.com dollar month. It's dollar month here on the network. Go over to dailyroto.com, use the promo code $1. $1 over at dailyroto.com. Get all the access for. Uh... Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, we're about 17 minutes away from first pitch. They're dropping the puck as well. 705. 7.05 start with the Boston Bruins. Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning played a great road game in game three. Boston in a must-win situation, man. You can't uh you can't be going down three games to one and heading back to uh, to Tampa Bay. What do you think, uh, Tony, tonight in the Boston Bruins? You think they bounce back tonight? Their season's pretty much on the line. Here's the crazy part about it is like the Boston Bruins have dominated with the first line only. They have not got anything from the other two lines. And I think that's a problem. But I look at the defense in Tampa Bay. I look at the goaltending. I think that's both that suspect. I think it's a tight game. But I think Boston gets back. I think this goes seven games and it could go either way. But I think Boston gets back into it tonight. Uh, looking at uh, San Jose and Vegas, we've done very well in this series, Tony, uh, going back and forth. And I think it's we have a back and forth zigzag situation here. Tonight I was on uh, San Jose, and we took Martin Jones as our goaltender uh, on this program a couple of nights ago. Tonight, though, I think uh, it's uh, Marc-Andre Fleury time tonight, Tony. I think uh, Las Vegas win a very low-scoring hockey game tonight. 
You know, no, it's crazy. shocked me that? if he pitched a shutout, actually. You know, we saw Jones shut shutout the other night. It's crazy that I think either of these teams could win the damn Stanley Cup at the end of the uh, thing. And it's, it's just which team gets out. And I thought this would be a low-scoring series than we've seen in the first few games. You know, Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg and Nashville are now tied at two. I get the feeling, Tony, whoever wins that series is winning the Cup. And I'm, I'm, I know you can't discount Sidney Crosby either. Like you no, can't discount the, the Sidney, Sidney no. Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, like, you know, like it wouldn't surprise me. You know, but coming out of the West, I've always sort of felt it'd be the Preds uh, or now the Winnipeg Jets. That's a hell of a series they got uh, going on uh, over there. Uh, did you put it together? You, you have a hockey lineup tonight? You just stick. I do uh, not big... have a hockey lineup tonight. I no, have you got basketball. a big bet on. Uh, yeah, you got a big bet on Houston. You got DFS basketball lineups. Yeah, yeah, I get everything, but I did not put a hockey lineup tonight. You know, it's crazy with the uh, the betting on tonight's games. I uh, I really, really went out to Houston hard, but I do like I took Golden State on the money line, and I went to Toronto Blue Jays minus the one hundred and seventy, and Jose Barrios minus the one hundred and seventy, and both those are in parlay plays. All right, what about the NASCAR? We talked a little NASCAR with uh, with Steve Merrill. How much is Suarez? Suarez is going to throw Suarez in the lineup here. I have no problems with Suarez. I've actually used him in all my fantasy teams. Like this is a guy I drafted, coming back from the injury, it's insane. I think Suarez is one of the most underrated third basemen in fantasy baseball. Uh, no, I'm talking NASCAR. Oh, Daniel Suarez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan- Daniel you're, Suarez. Yeah. You're in a Daniel Suarez. Yes, sir. So when we nice talk guy. about Matt nice, Kuchar. Nice value pick this week. No, no, no. When we're talking about Matt Kuchar, right? Oh, here is Jimmy Johnson's $9,000. All right, there he is. I was getting you're, pissed you're off. Avoid, you're avoiding the subject now, right? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Matt Kuchar, golf, yeah. Daniel Suarez, the same thing. He's never going to win. He's just going to come in the top five or six. Is that enough for you? For uh, for $7,100. Yeah, Absolutely. For seventy one hundred dollars, uh, it is. But yeah, and how Jimmy many times Johnson. We, and how many times have we put Matt Kuchar in our lineup because of the same thing? They're the same person. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Johnson, an eleven time winner here. Yet, Jimmy's not the you know he's not the trendy driver that he once was. He's not you know the dominant. He's not winning on a weekly basis anymore. But he no. won here last year, Tony. This is the one place where he can win, and he is showing some signs. At twenty-two to one, I think Jimmy Johnson's worth a look um, from a betting perspective. But for for DraftKings at nine thousand dollars, I don't have a problem playing Jimmy. Uh, I don't either. And I'll give you another guy that I like, Jamie McMurray. He's starting twenty-third in this race, seventy-four hundred bucks. Uh, he did not place in the last race, and he did not look good. I think at seventy-four hundred bucks, it's starting twenty-third. You can absolutely get. A bonus, yeah. So Jimmy McMurray is the guy I'm looking at. Kyle Larson, of course, uh, Mr. Second Place. Kyle Larson's $10,200. All right. I'll tell you what, Kyle Larson's a guy that every time is in the top 10. Like, here's the thing. Like, I was teaching uh, a lot of people about NASCAR on one of the shows this week, and I said, you know what? People look at NASCAR, and I said, it's sort of, 
an effed up sport to be playing daily fantasy on. And the reason being is like you can eliminate half the field. You can eliminate the half the field because they have poor equipment, right? And the guy with the most lineups is going to win because you can cover all the different lineups unless you're in a single entry event or something like that. And Kyle Lawson oh, is dis- one of those by discounting by discounting yeah. half the field essentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Kyle Lawson is one of those guys, right? He's not going to win, but how many top threes is he going to finish in? And at 10,200, I don't feel comfortable putting him in my lineup. But is he going to be there in the top 10 at the end of the race? Yep. So we were telling you guys before we went out of the break uh, about the uh, DailyRoto.com dollar month. Great deal, guys. One dollar for the month, man. One dollar for the month. You get all the access to the optimizers, the tools, the chat, and everything else in between. For a dollar, you can use the same tools that the five millionaire makers have used, Tony. One dollar. I'll tell you what. uh, Drew Dinkmeyer is a guy that went to uh, an Ivy League school, Dartmouth. Is he? he said, you know what? Yeah, he went to Dartmouth. And he said, you know what? I got this little financial job. But I decided I'm good at fantasy sports because I'm good at numbers. And uh, I'm going to play. And then you people out there, I know you guys. You're pessimists. And I don't blame you because we all are. You say, why would Drew Dinkmeyer tell you he's pl- who he's playing? Because you know what? Everybody wants to be on radio. Everybody wants to be on TV. Everybody wants to be a star. And if Drew has a, like a legion of people that could follow him and do what he does. He'd be all in for that. And that's why all those people drank Kool-Aid with James Jones in Guyana and killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the people we were talking about, they all wore Nikes. They're waiting for the spaceship <laughs> to take them. Yeah. Uh, right, I don't know if you and I are eligible for this, actually. Uh, can we win tickets to the World Series? Are we going to go? I what think you we check- can. Here's my opinion on this, right? Is that no one told us we're not. And sometimes we don't get paid. The <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, there's, here's here's two tickets. Shut up. That's what it is. <laughs> we'll sell them. <laughs> oh yeah, me and you. If we win, we are not going. They will be on eBay the next day. StubHub. You guys will be able to take part in that. Man, I told you. I've told the story before. Tony, it's crazy. The. Uh, the Montreal Expos in, our, in the last couple of years, man, they were only getting like 3,000, 5,000 people a game sometimes. It wasn't that bad. You know, it was on with three once in a while, but it was sort of like Florida. And, you know, people knew the team was leaving, et cetera, and they had given up. Um, so it wasn't like there was a massive ticket market, right, for scalpers uh, when there's 3,000 people at a game. Um, so I worked at the radio station. We had the rights to the games. And, you know, obviously you have a ton of tickets, right? And the, the sales lady knew that I used to get stiffed all the time, and I wasn't getting paid a lot. And so she was a cool chick, and she basically told me, she said, listen, uh, every day, uh, you know, when I leave, whatever, you're free to go into this drawer and take whatever actual tickets there are. Because she said, you know, we give them away, but we can't even really give them away at this point, you know, and I've got, like, so many of them. So every day I used to just grab like a hundred of these tickets, Tony, and I would actually sell them. On a good day, I would get a dollar a ticket, and it was pretty much like you know supplementing my 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 income, you know, like for the radio yeah. show. Oh, absolutely! Like, you know, I was getting like literally. I think I got paid forty dollars, forty dollars a show, oh. plus like uh, food sponsors and stuff, right? So I had a few. 
you know, gift certificates from Domino's and different type of crap. Real, real cheap station. So finally, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to start selling these tickets. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'd get three bucks for a ticket. You know, we're talking about like $22 tickets, Tony. And But the thing is, if you have 100 of them, I would sell them to the scalper for like 25 cents a ticket, like on a bad night. Mm. And whatever, you get 25 bucks. And, uh, you know, and he's got to try to sell them after, right? I mean, it wasn't the easiest thing to sell. You know, they could, you could sell good tickets when the good teams were in town. But, yeah, man, the radio business, it's, uh, can be, uh, it can be um, – it can be – what's the best way I'm looking, looking to term uh, put it here? You know, it's a cheap industry. <laughs> That's the best way. Oh, absolutely. I got to ask you a question, though, and it's based on the Twitter, so I'm not going to give you the answer. What do you think the worst sports city is? The worst sports city? Yeah. I think Miami's right up there personally. But is it worst sports city where there's nothing going on or is it worse sort of fans and everything like that? But I would say I just I say Miami only because every Miami team doesn't really do well. You know, like you look, like the Miami Dolphins haven't sold out games in years. People jumped on the Miami Hurricane bandwagon again last year a bit, but even them, you know, it's it's not the same. The uh, the Marlins are a joke. Uh, the Panthers, eh, the Panthers actually do better than than the other teams do. The Miami Heat, yeah, you talked about it, Tony. Remember Ilya Sobo was saying how easy it was to play in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Even when LeBron James was there, dude, I remember they didn't sell out those finals games sometimes and. You know, so I would say Miami is sort of up there. But it's a good sports city because they have a lot of teams and it's nice weather. But, I, you know, as far as sports towns, so I think that the Miami uh, Miami sports fan isn't great. Uh, how about Atlanta? Atlanta hasn't won a damn thing. Was Atlanta voted? Was that, that the worst? Uh... Well, it's funny because, yeah, I know I got people. It's funny you say that, Tony. I got a guy on Twitter. People knew I was very upset about the Raptors last night, and now I got all kinds of people saying, "Hey, dude, I'm a Falcon fan." How about being, and you know, Kyle in, in Atlanta's got a good point. He said, "I'm a Falcon fan and a Georgia Bulldog fan," and think about how they both lost the championship games. That's a problem. Like you look at the Falcons, you look at the uh, Atlanta Hawks. And the Hawks don't really the Atlanta, well now. the Atlanta Braves. How about the Braves? 16 division titles, one World Series. There are a lot of losers there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a good point. City of Toronto. City of Toronto. Uh, well, look, the TFC won MLS last year. They won the MLS Cup. Uh, but, you know, it's not a World Series, not an NBA championship. The Blue Jays won back-to-back World Series championships in 1992 and 1993. Haven't won since the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won since 1967, and the uh, Toronto Raptors. Well, we know all about the Toronto Raptors. So, yeah, being being a Toronto sports fan, which I am actually not, like I'm not from Toronto, so I'm not uh, I'm not a Blue Jay fan. I'm not a Maple Leaf fan. Uh, I am a Raptor fan, but um, yeah, Toronto sports fans take it pretty hard, Tony. Like, let, let's be real. But yeah, like I said, they love the the Maple Leafs. The Leafs haven't won since '67. It's like it's like uh, fifty years, fifty-one years. 
That's a long time, man. I used to be a guy that was like that, the Red Sox, right? It was the same thing. And now it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You guys got – you went from one extreme to the other, didn't it? In which, you're right, like, you know, the Boston Bruins had heartbreak in the 70s all the time against the Canadians. Um, you know, the Boston Red Sox, obviously. The Patriots sucked forever. That's the thing with, like, arrogant Patriot fans that piss me off. Like the Johnny-come-latelys. It's like, guys – you know, the most famous oh, thing you were known for before is you had a convict, you know, blow the snow for sort of kicker. Oh. Could, like, you know what I mean? Like, no one no one went to the Patriot game. I'm going to give there, you the you know. greatest Patriot story of all time. Me and my brother were in our early 20s, and we had 10 season tickets, right? And we would just take all our friends each and every week. So we get to December. It's, it's effing snowing out. The wind's blowing. No one will go to the game and play the Rams. The Patriots have two wins. The Rams have four wins in December. <laughs> we put eight tickets on the windshield for anyone that needed a ticket. We came out. There was 12 tickets on our windshield. <laughs> Somebody else is like, hey, this is yeah. where we're throwing garbage. Yo, put them here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny. And then the Patriots, it's like, just, you know, I get it. Teams change and stuff. But, you know, what Patriot fans, like, trolling the Bills about, like, oh, they're great fans. And this is like, guys, you know, since when? You know what I mean? And we'll see. I'll be interested to see in Seattle, Tony, because they they got pretty good pretty quick, like sort of overnight. It was one of those, hey, look, suddenly Seattle have all these fans and they're trendy, and and you know now they're not. You know, we'll see. You know, do you think the Seattle Seahawks fan base is going to hang in here? Will it be Will it be the same? Yeah, I think so because I don't. Here's the funny part, and I hate to bemoan because we're going to get killed on this. There's nothing going on in Seattle. What else? They I was going to say. I know they got the Mariners, and the Mariners never won. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not the. It's not the same. All right, so uh, yeah, two tickets to the World Series, guys. Uh, go to dailyroto.com/dkms. Take a crack at playing free daily fantasy baseball. You play every day. It's totally free, and the contest is sponsored by DKMS. We're looking for your help to fight against blood cancer. Every three minutes, Americans diagnosed with blood cancer. Only thirty percent of all blood donor patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor in their own family. Go to dailyroto.com/dkms and find out how you can help eradicate blood cancer and play free daily fantasy baseball with a chance of winning two tickets. To the 2018 World Series. Well, a game. You're not going all seven games or whatever. <laughs> we, no, no, we, no. That would yeah, be yeah. awesome. Yeah, we got to clarify that. Hey, World Series yet. And it's I'd it. be rooting World for Series. the West Coast game. team to face the Sox. I know, but that's the thing. So uh, you get the ticket or you got to fly? <laughs> I'm selling. Yeah, you're selling either way. Yeah. All right, so let me uh, throw no, my I bet the Astros minus a run and a half. Let me throw out my best bets of the night here tonight. Uh, and I use the term best extremely loosely. Ooh. All right? Uh, generously. Because I, I'm not in love with these games, but give me the Pelicans plus five. Warriors, Pelicans over 233. Jazz plus 175 on the money line. Rockets, Jazz over 209. Boston Bruins minus 160. Golden Knights win. Sharks Knights under the number. Tony, you're hammering the Houston Rockets. Rockets minus five, and bet the Celtics get nine right now before it changes, bitches. Take it now. Scout Fantasy Radio coming up next.